There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That was crisp. You know so. me. Crisp is always. Um, I don't know why, but that reminded me of <laughs> that new song. On F R E A K. I don't know why that reminded me of it, but it did because I feel like I feel like that should be a TikTok has created this weird thing where like I'll hear songs on TikTok and then when I hear them on the radio, they like came out the day before. I feel like I've known them for five years. Every every single video is from that song. I also love Sam Smith's new song and Kim Petras, Unholy. I'm like, it hasn't even come out yet. It comes out on September 15th. Yeah. And I know the entire thing. That's really TikTok's TikTok's thing. No, TikTok has been annoying me lately because a lot of the sounds that were available for commercial use, they like took all of those away. No, I used Drake's album for the last 10 videos and the sounds are gone on all of them. Yeah, I use the corn sound for, um, I work, I do like this restaurant social media and I use the corn sound for one of the videos and I put it on Splice. Like I just kind of put the song on Splice and then put it, I uploaded a TikTok without thinking and immediately the sound went off. What am I supposed to post on the company TikTok now? I have no idea what I'm supposed no, to like, post. I was using like songs that were available through TikTok. Like yeah. I didn't put them on Spice first. Like I literally use them from TikTok. Yeah, and more Spice, it doesn't even remove just the song, it removes the voiceover. So now all of my videos, like for the last like six videos, don't have voiceovers anymore because I took off the songs. 
for copyright. No. How's the copyright when TikTok put it up? It wasn't like someone random person like uploaded it. It was like literally like Drake massive. They took it off, so now all of my voiceovers are gone. That's so stupid. I, I know TikTok's doing something weird right now, and I think I, I've been. I mean, influencers are always one thing. Sydney and I ran about and talk about a lot on here is that they're influencers always pretend to know the tiktok algorithm nobody knows the tiktok algorithm like it's changing every two seconds it's not like a cut and dry formula and if you say you know it you're literally lying also it's called algorithm for a reason yeah like you're not supposed to know it because you don't know it you're like (laughs) if you post this many times a day and this sound it's because the algorithm you do not know the algorithm are you a coder yeah no. No. <laughs> it's, a ma- it's literally a math problem you do not know it are you an engineer have you do you have your phd in engineering literally. are you an engineer yeah. for tiktok no then you do not know even exactly. the engineers for tiktok don't know unless you are literally a software engineer so <laughs> no and especially these are like influencers who are like 18 and who live in texas and they're like yeah guys the whole reason i got my following is because i posted 30 times a day using this exact sound and you can do it too and that's how i bought a ferrari like no it's random about? and it's literally just luck. It's literally just luck. It's also constantly changing. I mean, that's literally part of what makes the TikTok algorithm algorithm so special is like it literally changes every two seconds, uh, giving more people access to becoming like famous and going viral. So, yeah, you don't know it. I, I swear. Like, I don't even know it. No one knows it. People at TikTok don't even know yeah. it. It's literally a math problem. Unless you can literally read code and you hack into their coding system, you do not know the algorithm. <laughs> like, I think crazy people say that. Exactly. Um, so we're in another wave now where everyone's thinking that the algorithm has like changed so drastically that no one is going viral anymore. When that's literally not true. Like I see viral people on my For You page every day. It's just you're not doing viral because your content is lacking. Like That's literally what's going on. I hate people. People read too much into TikTok, seriously. It is an entertainment app. Leave it alone, please. Let it be what it is. Do I look like I have bad vision? I've gotten like what? four four emails in the last like two days from um, brands that make prescription glasses, and they're like, "Do you want glasses?" Because we mm-hmm. noticed from your TikTok that you wear glasses. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn a pair of glasses in my life, and it's been like it was like one, it was two or three, it was four. So I'm like, do I look like I have bad vision? Those or? emails are so funny because you can tell like they at least like this week I've been getting a lot of mass generated emails from brands. So and it's so obvious too, like they really think they're doing something. They send me an email and it, one, you know, the entire email is one font, and then my name is like a 30 point font in a totally different style of lettering and I'm like this is very obviously not but these ones are like referencing videos that I've made I mean like I like this one and I'm like okay so you know that I don't wear glasses yeah that's so stupid nothing about me is giving out wear glasses no yeah whenever I get emails from like sunglasses um like brands sunglass brands it's always like that it's like hello Sarah la 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 we love your TikTok and I'm like yeah right you stupid I would take them though because I don't like buying sunglasses it's like one thing I'll never buy really I don't like wearing them I I, yeah wearing sunglasses gives me sensory overload but I think they're cute (laughs) sensory (laughs) guys we just moved apartments and we're sitting in our new living room right now the kitchen and the living room are the same thing, essentially, like most New York City apartments. Like, that's just the way it's laid out. So, like, the kitchen molds directly into the living room. But we put a couch in between, like, the table and the other chairs, like the pop on we have and our coffee table and the TV to separate it. Ugh, I love what we did there. Our kitchen's gorgeous. We're finally in a three-bedroom living with Chance. She finally has her own bedroom. Um, and we're so happy. We love our area. We moved uptown near Columbia. And, like, it's just amazing. Like, gorgeous area. What do you think about the area that we live in? Like, compared to compared to Gramercy, because that's where we're moving from. Obviously, I love Gramercy, but it's so much quieter up here, and there's a lot more restaurants around us. And I'm honestly just so happy that I don't have to take an over an hour commute in the morning to mm. 
school anymore. So that's yeah. really, nice. <laughs> really nice. And it's closer to all of our works too. Like I, the restaurant I do social media for is in Midtown and Chan's works at Bergdorf Goodman in Midtown. So it's just easier for all of us. And the area is so gorgeous. Um, we're, yeah, it's, it's really, really different. And I don't really understand how there's way more to do, but it's quieter. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah, Maybe we, lived, it's we lived next to a police station in Gramercy. So, and, and a school. And a school. So it was like screaming all hours of the day and night. Sirens, et cetera, et cetera. For my New Yorker friends, we can finally say exactly where we lived. Not that you, like, care drastically. But in Gramercy Park, we lived on 2nd Avenue and 21st Street. And if you know, like, Petersfield Park is right there. So it's like a... People are in there for lineup before school, dismissal every single day, and recess. And it's not just there's one recess period, because, like, obviously multiple classes have recess per day. So it's literally, like, constant noise. And then field days. And don't even get me started on the first and last days of school. Oh, my God. It would just be screaming. I'm like, y'all must be tired of screaming. Like, exactly. There's no way. And we live next to a fire station and a police station. so And a hospital. So <laughs> we were having constant noise as... If you listen to any episodes before this, you will be able to hear all of our noise like sirens motorcycles constant and we lived on the ninth floor too so we heard we heard all of it for the move-in process we moved in friday so that was about almost a week ago today and we used roadway moving company they did not pay me to say this i swear but i did want to say like how amazing they are if you're looking to move at any point because roadway isn't just in new york they're national and if you want to move either like a long move or a local move Roadway is the way to go. Like, I've moved five times in New York City, and I've never used Roadway before. This is my first time using them. And we moved out in, like, an hour. Yeah, Literally an hour class, and change. I was like, y'all are already done. Yeah. Sydney was in one class, and then we were done. It was crazy how fast they are. Also, how nice they are. Like, they went above and beyond to put together furniture that, like, they – it was not in our contract that they would put together. And they were just so sweet and, like – so efficient. They had a way of doing everything where it wasn't just like packing everything in one box, bringing it down. They had like a trolley that is bigger than like this entire room and they would bring it like up and down and just fill it. So it was way more efficient and just smart. Like they were awesome, you know, and they followed us like right at, like they, we went from the old apartment to the new apartment. They followed us right to the new apartment, got everything done it, it, the entire process took like two and a half hours. It was crazy. I've never moved that fast in my life. It's so funny because one year my dad's friend was supposed to help me move and he just never showed up. So I just put my stuff in a buggy and rolled it like 14 blocks by myself crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he just literally just never showed up, texted in, never, never responded. So I just did it myself and it was no. awful. You know what? Your mom was telling me about that and she was like, I didn't come because I thought, you know, I thought your dad had it handled yeah. and then no. come to find out. I literally just put it, like, I borrowed a, like, big rolling thing from NYU, put all my stuff in there, and just cried and walked it, like, 14 blocks and four avenues by myself. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Are you okay? Yeah, still recovering. And moving time is always, like, in the summer, so you must have been actually dying. Yes. It was, it was like, right at the end of the school year, too, so I moved from Gramercy to, or alumni to Gramercy. So it so. was in the June New York City sticky heat, and you had to walk, oh. Literally, like, 14 blocks and, like, two avenues. My heart is, like, crying for you. That's so awful. Have you ever had, like, would you consider that to be your most nightmarish moving experience? Yeah, I hate moving in general. Me too. Oh, it's I the worst. I hate packing stuff, and I hate unpacking stuff. <laughs> like, when I go on vacation, I just leave my stuff in my suitcase for, like, three weeks until I literally can't not address it. <laughs> Yeah, I always tell myself, and this is the smartest thing to do, as soon as you get back from the airport, 
It does not matter what time it is, unpack your suitcase. It'll take like 30 minutes if you get it done right away, throw your crap in the laundry and then like get it done. And like, that's the smartest thing to do. I always tell myself that that's what we're gonna do. And then it literally sits there on the foot bench by my bed for like months at a time <laughs> until I have to go somewhere again. There's literally nothing worse than like, no, like you you know you lost a piece of clothing. No, oh my gosh. None that, growing up with a sister, nothing makes me more mad than losing a piece of clothing because I know somebody took it and I know it was my sister. So when I move and I'm like, I can't find stuff, I know it has to be somewhere because there's nothing left in the old apartment. You know what my pet peeve is? I really don't care. Like, I know you don't care either, but I'm agreeing with you. I don't care when people borrow my clothes, but what makes me so mad I don't even care if you borrow my clothes and don't wash them. Cause like I'm going to wash them anyway. Chances are, but like when you borrow my clothes and you like spill something on it or rip it or break it or stretch it out. And then you don't one tell me like you just give it back and not mention it. So one, you don't tell me or two, you don't try to fix it yourself or like offer to get me a new one. You know me, I would never let someone like buy Like I would be like, no, come on, don't worry about it. But the off, it's like the thought that counts, you know? That's my biggest peppy. That's happened to me so many times. No, um, mine is like when people like try on my clothes or like take my, and they don't put it back. Do not leave me a load of laundry on my bed that was already hung up. Put it back. My sister does that to me all the time. Or she'll go to my makeup and leave it all on my counter. No, leave it how you found it. And like if you borrow something, at least put it back uh-huh. so I don't have to go looking for it. I feel like what we're asking for is very bare minimum. I had this one friend who borrowed a bunch of clothing from me once and they took it to the dry cleaners. But it wasn't like fancy clothing. It was like jeans, a shirt, and like another shirt that they had from me. And they literally dry cleaned it. And I was like, uh, you did not have to do I'm that. I'm dry clean my own clothes. No, yeah. no, if it says dry clean, that means I'm gonna wash it very carefully. <laughs> and I'm gonna put it, absolutely not. Yeah, so I didn't know that if something said dry cleaning on it, if you really like don't wanna take it to the dry cleaners, you could just run it in like a cold cycle. I'm kinda like, what do they do this so special? Yeah. <laughs> Because they have washing machines. (laughs) I'm like, do they just hang it up? I really don't know. Could you imagine if dry cleaning is just like one huge scam and then, you know, you you give them the clothes, you pay them, and they just throw it in the washer and dryer? Yeah, honestly, good for them if that's the case. And then maybe they, like, iron it. That's what I would do. But it's, like, my, um, oh, yeah, I got this dress from prom, Uh and I wore it to my ex's barrister's ball, which is, like, law school prom, four years ago. Three, year, three and a half years ago, I wore this dress. And I remember on the way there, we stopped to get one drink. And we got chips and guac. And I spilled the entire bowl of guacamole. Chance is calling. What are we talking about? Nothing drives me crazy more. People calling like, oh, I have to go. Okay, then why'd you call me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your dad is that sometimes. Yeah. He calls you and he's like, oh, I have to go. Sydney. People are like, Sydney, I have to go. You literally <laughs> called me. Why are you? Ooh. What did Cole say the other day that cracked? It wasn't the other day. It was like last month. But it cracked me up. He was like, Sydney, I have responsibilities. Yeah, like, he's what like, is- I'm busy. Oh, yeah. And then he sends me a video <laughs> right after. He goes, Sydney, this is what real work looks like. And he's like <sighs> drawing numbers. I was like, boy, you have to be humbled by kindergarten. Humbled. Oh, my God. That is so fun. Is he in kindergarten yet? No, they're touring kindergartens right now. I think he starts next year. So I don't know why they're touring them now. But That's the bougiest sentence I've ever heard. They're touring kindergartens. That's like, so bougie. They all teach the same thing. I don't so know what you're bougie. expecting. Well, LA will be like, pay $25,000 and we will literally do nothing to teach your kid numbers. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear like touring, like whether it's pre-K, daycare, kindergarten, even like primary school, that cracks me up. They're touring. So my touring my is the parents put all that care and love into touring schools for a tailor. My sister, and then, okay, you're going to those as well. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Middle child syndrome. See, I went from being the baby to the middle child. Nothing is a worse transition. 
Oh, nothing. nothing. No, that's that's the sad part about like all middle children. Like you went from being the baby to like the middle child. Like Cole will literally be like spaghetti. And my family's like, oh my gosh, he's literally he's literally gonna be the president. He's gonna be the president. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I love Cole. I, I I do think he's so smart though. I don't. I think I told the story on the podcast, but he beat me in ping pong. This man is three years old. And he's he like standing on the table. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> And he's so, no, he's so, t- he's tall for his age, but he's so tiny. He was like standing on the ping pong table and he still beat me. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm that. I bet you're smart. Yeah. And you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from the Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let's get into today's topic, which is quiet quitting. And yeah, that made Cindy growl. As someone going to the profession with literally the most hours of work, it makes me so mad. That concept. (laughs) That concept. (laughs) Do you want to explain what quiet quitting is for those who don't know? So... Um, it's basically a term made by millennials and baby boomers that don't understand the idea of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So it's a quote-unquote trend. It's not a trend at all, actually. It's not. Where they're saying that people are no longer going to do more than what their job pays them to do, which is what a job should be. <laughs> and it's why jobs have descriptions. So basically, um, after COVID, after the extreme burnout of the last, what, three or four or five years of people having to work 
Because, number one, there was, like, a big layoff before COVID. And then during COVID, people were being forced to work from home, which means you didn't have a separation between going to work and going home. So home became work. So people were like, okay, here's actually 10 more jobs for you to do, but we're not going to pay you more for them. So after that whole period of people just doing way too much, doing more than they've been asked to do, people are saying, I'm no longer going to do anything more than what I'm being asked to do or more than my job, which... If that's what you want to do, beautiful. But why do you need a term for that? It's called doing your job. Why is it quiet quitting? Like the fact that quitting. quitting is in the term makes me so mad. It should be called doing your job and nothing more. Like, right. I don't really understand. Like, if you are someone who is in a job and you have a set amount of job descriptions and you're asked to do something more and you want to do that, great. If you say, I'm sorry, that's not my description. If you want me to take on another project, I'd love to discuss a different mode of payment or an increase in my salary. That's also great. Why should it be a term distinguished between the two? I don't really understand that. It is very annoying. A few examples of like what quiet quitting would entail, which to Sydney and I are perfectly normal things. That's like perfectly healthy boundaries to set in a job. It's like your boss calls you on vacation. You don't answer the call. Like that's literally quiet quitting. You refusing to work overtime if you're not getting paid overtime. That's quiet quitting. You refusing to take on another project if your salary does not reflect the um, scope of that project. Quiet quitting. How is that quitting? How is it? How is it quiet? That's just doing your job. I, I really don't understand. So we were gonna talk about like our experiences in work and like what we think more about this term and just like how it applies to people working from home and for Gen Z in particular because we're Gen Z. I think the worst part is is that it says that the norm then is doing more than you're expected to do at work. Right. Not just more in terms of like going above and beyond, about literally doing your job and other jobs. And if you're not doing that, then you're quitting your job. That doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. But also I've noticed now, like since this has been more of a thing, people are saying like, oh, if you want me to take on more responsibility, we can discuss like um, changing my title or raising my salary. Is that when you go apply for jobs and they'll have the description of what you're supposed to do, at the end it will say this is not the full scope of projects you will be entailed to do. And I think that sentence is trying to say, like, you will be doing more and you have to do more. But that wasn't a thing when I was applying for jobs two, three, four years ago. It's only been a thing recently, which I find interesting. I completely agree. I have not seen that until very recently, especially with one of my recent jobs that I had to resign uh, because of, like, school reasons. There, my scope of work was very broad. It's like, you were more than events director. You were events director. You were a social media manager. You were a spokesperson representative. Mm -hmm. You were X, X, and X. And I'm like... Right, exactly. And I feel this is very especially relevant in smaller companies or startup companies or even boutique PR firms, marketing firms, because that's just where my area of expertise lies. So that's what I know. Um, I feel like in interviews, even like the scope of work is so broad. It's like, well, this is kind of a sales position, but you're also going to have to do social media, but you're also going to have to land us new accounts. And then you're also going to have to do some like coding. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like that requires 19 different degrees. I don't understand. <laughs> and then when you have, you know, when you kind of ask questions, I feel like those questions are taken very hostily, you know, like, I, like it's met with a lot of resentment from your superior and to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I think because the norm for so long, especially like early 2000s, late 90s, especially for women, people say, if you want to be respected, if you want to climb the ladder, if you want to be seen as like an equal counterpart to your male counterparts, you have to do the job and more. Mm-hmm. And I hate that you can't be valued for just the work that you do and the respect and value put into what you're supposed to do. 
then do like five jobs on top of that just not even to be like get ahead but just to be seen as equals with men doing half the work that you're doing so yeah I feel like while this isn't a new thing a lot of entry-level workers like people who just came out of college do really get taken advantage of especially in like those smaller startup kind of situations um and this is absolutely relevant on the corporate level as well but just speaking what I know and I've worked corporate before but I feel like I've never been taken advantage of more than I have with like small boutique companies that is one thing I will say is I've worked in a lot of different settings because I have had a lot of jobs um and I think it's interesting because the field I'm going into like one work-life balance isn't really a thing two you don't have hours uh work is your life so yeah. <laughs> like I know people that I talk to like people who have just graduated or that are um like working at firms to before they graduate or like while they're in school and they work 12 to 14 hours a day and that's considered the norm new york city really perpetuates that too yeah well i think it's i think it's honestly the field because like well like i go i'm gonna be in a field where i literally cannot quote unquote quiet quit if like working eight hours a day is not considered quiet quitting it's because they're not doing your job right like you're expected to work at least 12 to 14 hours a day in most fields so it's like i hate that this that the norm is that you have to work x amount of hours and then do more than that to consider doing your job so i'm just doing your job i don't know this one girl made a tiktok she's the toodaloo girl do you know who i'm talking about we're, we're on very different sides of tiktok you know extremely different sides. <laughs> that's what uh sometimes you know what i'm talking about though but most of the time it's like disney princess pumpkin halloween yeah, spooky mansion. splash mountain splash mountain. i will never forget that <laughs> i will never forget um i need to tell the podcast that so quick interjection uh the this like tiktok account called mouse tricks or something posted a video about how the splash mountain re-theme the princess and the frog re-theme got canceled and i think in the last episode i had to take the entire thing out we spent 30 minutes straight by we we mean sarah yeah crapping on corporate greed and disney and being like you oh my god you suck like this is ah you know and you're ah, like we were just talking about it we're like literally ranting for like 20 minutes and then i again, realized it was a joke again by we we mean sarah and then <laughs> I had to take out the entire thing, and it's so embarrassing. Like, it all, the last episode we posted was like literally thirty minutes because I had to cut out. <laughs> no, and I'm dead. I still can't believe I did that. Sarah's like, guess what, guys? Splash Mountain retheme is not happening. And me and Chance were like, what? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then Sarah goes into this rant, and we were like, okay, she's passionate about this topic. I had to cut out the entire thing. Cause it, and, and I was like, let's leave it in as a joke, but I'm pretty sure I said some really offensive things, so I just took it out. <laughs> Which I would stand by if the rething was canceled, but it is still happening. We're still getting our Tiana ride, ladies and gentlemen. Thank goodness. Okay. Guys, Queen Lizzie is not doing well. Queen Lizzie? Yeah. Who's that? You're the second person to say that today. I said in my like, law school group chat, I was like, Queen Lizzie, guys, she's not doing well. Everyone's like, who's Queen Lizzie? I was like, Queen Elizabeth. And they were like, what? I was like, Queen Elizabeth of England. How do you not know who that is? <laughs> I thought you meant Queen Lizzie, like, for, my first thought when you said that was like, that's an animal on TikTok that they just named Queen Lizzie or something. Oh no, literally the Queen Elizabeth. The Queen of Then the my queen. friend was like, when I was eight, I wrote her a letter asking if she wanted to go get tea with me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what i know this great little afternoon tea place yes. um why is she okay what's wrong like i think it's bad because they said they're keeping her comfortable that always means she about to die yeah um, she also literally out, 300 but... years old so oh you know what's crazy to me is like awful she was the queen of england when like my homeland jamaica was still a colony 
Do you know how crazy that is? That's crazy to me. She's been in power for, not really power, she's been in her seat for a really long time. I know, that's crazy. Also, everyone, like, loves her, right? Don't, don't people, like, love her? She don't, she'd be giving to herself. I respect her for that. No, yeah, she, she's quiet. She'd just be doing her thing, her little corgi. She's, like, 50 corgis. She minds her own business, and I feel like I've never met an English person who does not like Queen Elizabeth, which is very interesting because people are so passionate. Like, either you love or you hate, like, like the President of the United States, for example. Like, yeah. I feel like people either loved or hated Trump, loved or hate Joe Biden. Like, but imagine you know if, I mean? like, that was one person for the last, like, 100 years. Or, like, 80 years, honestly. Yeah, it's probably, like, we just kind of have to love her. She came to power when she was, like, what, 20-something? And yeah. she's, like, 100. So... She's been in power longer than our parents have been alive, so I feel like you kind of have to like her. Yeah, you do. I'm so glad America does not have royals. That would be crazy. America's already so stuck up. No, <laughs> everything like, about country's kind of weird. <laughs> no, our country's literally a joke. Like, yeah. going to Europe, Sydney and I going to France uh, this summer, was just a very good indication of like what people thought of americans in but europe like, when i come to when i become first lady the first thing i'm gonna do is create an american code of culture things that are culture and things that are not crocs no no cowboy boots no, no. <laughs> confederate flags no. big old no mullet no <laughs> guns hell no <laughs> we'll create a code of culture is what we'll be doing <laughs> I love how it was when you become first lady, not if you become first lady. I know, it's a win. The conference. I also might become like a prime minister wife or something. We'll see. Uh, the stink about TikTok that you showed me is going so viral. No, it's it, it was, it's been like a thing That's for like so years. And then he just randomly reposted it. Really? I was like, it's literally been like four years. Stink and a butt. It just became a thing again. Someone called me stink a butt, like unironically the other day. And uh-huh. I was like, what? <laughs> Why did you just call me? No, I don't know because it went viral like years ago. And the guys randomly reposted it and now it's having a renaissance. I loved when the camera panned back over to her. She's like, I deeply apologize. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, it's okay. Stink I didn't, because I didn't see it when it first went viral. So I'm just seeing it now on like the second wave. Oh my God, it's so funny. I can't stop laughing at it. The corn boy is so cute. <laughs> you see a video of him with like, who is Mr. Beast? He has like 10 million followers. I have no idea who he is. I don't know. Is he the interviewer guy? I don't know. I mean, he has like 10 million followers. He just opened like a burger restaurant and it's like the biggest burger launch like in history or something. That is so interesting. The corn bar. Oh, you know, you know what's really irritating me on TikTok is when grown adults, grown adults are lip syncing the corn sound. They're trying to act like a kid. I still have never heard it. I've heard, I've seen the original video. Like I saw it when it first came out and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cute. People take the weird things and become obsessed with it. They run, they sprint. Sprint. They, right now, someone is literally doing like, a marathon sprint with this video and it's so annoying because I'm so sick of hearing it. It was cute. It was cute for like a week and that's a very long time I feel like for a TikTok trend to be cute. Usually I get annoyed with them after like two days. It's and cute now it's and then good. like well, like adults start doing stuff and I'm like no one really asked you to do that. I saw this like uwu and she was like on TikTok like it's and I was like oh my god please please. It's an R for me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know, I know, because this is how we got on TikTok. I was saying, like, the Toodaloo girl, she did a skit where it was her and, like, her corporate boss or something, and her boss was like, we we have very exciting news, you know, uh, we are introducing a new project to you, and, like, you get to run point on it, you have to do this, 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 you have to work all these extra hours, and we're so excited because we knew you'd be the right person for the job. She was like, oh, my God, a promotion. Thank you so much. I feel like my work has really reflected the fact that I deserve this promotion. I just thank you so much for the opportunity. And they were like, no, it's not a promotion. You just get 
an extra project. She said, so there's no salary compensation for taking on all this extra work. And the person was like, no, the comp- there is compensation. The compensation is experience. experience yeah. Everything. And it's growing in your industry. And then the girl like was like, okay, hold on. Let me just make a quick phone call. And she called her like insurance and she goes, hi, is this like my insurance company? Yeah. I was wondering if you accept the form of payment of like experience. <laughs> and it was, it was so funny. Do you know? And she's like, and then she goes, toodaloo. You don't know that girl? Mm-mm. She's so funny. I love her. I follow her. It reminds me of toodles. He used to say that sharp. Toodles. Yeah. I used to say that in you grade school so when I thought that. it was her. Yeah. yeah. Toodles. I feel like if we were in the same middle school, you would actually scare me. <laughs> yeah. Probably. There's like a group of kids in my high school and middle school who are like the theater Harry Potter kids, and I actually feared them. They'd be like, <laughs> Levio saw. And like in the middle of it, I'm like, okay, who are you cursing right now? No, those are the same kids who would um, run around the playground on all fours. That was me. Yeah. And they would no, like bark don't. at people and like bite people. See, like I would, because like I thought you could either be like one of the like mean girls who's like all their names rhyme. Or you could be like a theater kid, or I could see you being a horse girl. But I feel like you don't like horses. No, or I could see you like neighing. Yeah, <laughs> neighing. <laughs> the duality of Sarah. <laughs> I just have a lot of layers. I'm yeah. like an onion. Who said that? Shrek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Shrek. What do you think I was like in middle school? I was so mean in middle school. I, I think you were like. Well, I, I would say you were more Sharpay Evans than I was in middle school. Except I was obsessed with her. I think you. And you were just naturally. I was giving her more Gabriella, I think. Oh, you think so? I hate the Gabriella. new baddie on the block. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm personality higher, and then like I'm really I'm the cute cute thing in the office. The cute thing. And then thing. I start doing work, and they're like, "Oh wow, she works." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Get you a girl who can do both. I had this one boss who only hired like blondes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He hired, like, four. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I noticed. <laughs> I love, like, I, I love like, my okay. jobs, though, because I feel like I am the personality in the office, which is, like, such a big honor <laughs> and, honestly, such a commitment. Everyone loves the personality. Yeah. They do. And then I also do work, and I think it surprises them. And I'm like, yeah, I can do both, you uh, know? Get you a girl who can do get both. Get you a girl who can do both. <laughs> it kind of goes back to our last episode, though, about, I don't know what we talked about. Something to do, <laughs> <laughs> something to do with the work. Something along those lines. Something to do with work. Oh, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do feel like, especially as like if you're mis or not misrepresented, if you're underrepresented in the space that you're in, like whether it's being a woman or a person of color or a woman of color, bada boom, then sometimes you feel like you do have to go above and beyond to impress. And I think you, some, you honestly do. Like I know, like when I go into an office, I can't slack because not only am I proving myself, I'm also proving to them that like I can actually do the work. And have to go beyond just to prove I should be there. Yeah. So I feel like quiet quitting is an option for people like that. So honestly, honestly, not me coming up with the point while I'm saying it, <laughs> quiet quitting does not extend itself to people of color, right. especially women of color or women who like people who are under- underrepresented in their space because you don't have the luxury to be. So I think that is something that's certainly interesting. And notice actually all these TikToks, all these articles talking about quiet quitting, who are people writing them? Who are people saying them? Exactly. Yeah, the only people who I ever see talking about quiet quitting. Actually, this is very true. The only people who I hear on TikTok talking about quiet quitting are like white women. White women, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't heard a single dude talk about it, and I'm I haven't heard a single person of color talk about it either. It's like it's not an option. Yeah, and I feel like that's very that's a very interesting like segue. Yeah, not not me with the point. <laughs> um, but also, it feels like it's not necessarily quiet quitting because, like we just said, it's not quitting. But I think a lot of it is that. I've never felt burnt like this in my life. Like we went straight from high school to college, 
had one year of normal college, then had COVID. I think COVID made it feel like we couldn't just do one thing because we were at home all the time. So, like, everyone else started working a lot earlier than they would have. Like, most people wouldn't stop, start working until, like, junior or senior year, like, with an internship and then get a job. But, like, you and I had full-time jobs from, like, what, sophomore year. So, like, I feel like our career and school kind of overlapped to the point where, like, I'm working through law school right now. So it's kind of, like, it's not even, like, it's quitting. It's, it's really just burning out because yeah. you're doing so much at once. And, like, during COVID, you could because you were at home all the time. But, like, now that we're getting back into the real world, we're having COVID expectations, like, with you doing four jobs, school. And now everything's back in person or at least most things. So you're... And you don't have enough hours in the day to do all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, like, they haven't brought expectations back to, like, normal level it's still dependent upon what things were like during covid and people don't understand that absolutely for us covid happened our second semester of sophomore year and every single person in our year also people who people who were freshmen when covid started like their freshman year they all i feel like either started this project that is now making the money so whether that's like you know tiktok influencing or like a passion project like a side business I feel like people who were freshmen started that and people who were sophomores immediately started working full-time. Immediately. I don't know a single person. I don't think I did. No, I don't know a single person who didn't start working insane work hours. Like, along with their schoolwork, sophomore year of college that, like, or in our year. Nope. Not a single person. I try to, I'm like, (laughs) in my head right now, I just went through all my friends. I can't think of a single person. That's crazy. And, yeah, and that's so out of the norm, or at least it should be, but... Yeah, you're so right. And I feel like that puts us, especially people our age, in a very unique position. People who just graduated college. People who graduated last year, too. Um, I feel like it puts us in a very vulnerable place to get taken advantage of because they're like, oh, these people have been working since they were younger and they need the money and they're used to doing a lot of work, so let me just hire them for my boutique company and, like, get them working and have them wearing, like, a million hats, you know? It's just not fair. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. No, but seriously, I think the people talking about quiet quitting on TikTok nail it right in the head. First of all, I got so many TikToks on it, like, just from today. You know, the algorithm's working in my favor, even though no one knows what that means. I'm just saying it anyway. I don't know. I just think people are trying to make a joke of it, which I really, really like. But at the same time, like, it is such a serious issue that affects, like, a lot of people. And like you were saying earlier, like, if you are part of a certain demographic or, like, part of a minority group, quiet quitting isn't, like, a luxury that you get to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, like, don't understand why there needs to be a name for it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it needs to be named. It's just people doing their Exactly, yeah, like that should be the norm, you know? And you only put a term to things when it's like outside of the norm, so I think that's really annoying. Like if you want to go above and beyond, like that's good for you. If you don't, then that's the norm, is what I would say. But it's also like, it also depends on what profession you're in, because like, obviously I work in legal profession, so for my job I like doing more, not because I'm trying to necessarily prove myself, but because it's only helping me, like I'm learning more, you Mm -hmm. know? So I hate this, like if you're not doing that, that you're doing below the bare minimum. When I feel like if your job lists A, B, and C as requirements, your job should be A, B, and C. Like, if you want to include extra projects and things like that, then, like, outline them. Um, okay, yeah. So, like, the term the term that should be, like, out of the norm is the person who goes, like, above and beyond. And, like, everything else is just, like, normal. Like, what you should be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Perf. No, I like that. I feel like that's definitely applicable in, like, the corporate world. Like, whenever I see TikToks, it's always about, like, OMG, working in corporate. Be like, oh, God, do you remember, like, the be like a fad that was going on on like vine and stuff like moms be like or like boyfriends be like i just like don't get it because like yes that's what they do i don't understand like why is it a trend no but like the whole like something be like like i remember that being a thing in like sixth grade like omg my brother be like like like, what it was about everything too like something be like um i don't really use vine that much i feel like i use it all the wait have you ever used dub smash if you ever saw me on Dub Smash or Triller, something's wrong with you. I would never see me on that app. Did not use it when I was little. Did not use it now. Because I feel like the cringiest parts of Vine were from Triller, Dub Smash, all those. Yeah. Oh, my God. I judge if you had those. Dub Smash? I love Dub Smash. People still do TikToks in that style, and I don't understand. You know what? I actually didn't know that Musical.ly was, like, old TikTok. I thought that TikTok was based off of Musical.ly, but I didn't know that TikTok's literally Musical.ly. Yeah. It's just I, revamped I don't know any renamed. single person who used Musical.ly either. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's so crazy. I feel like it's weird. Like, I don't even use TikTok that much anymore. Really? And it feels so nice. Like, even, like, my, like, phone screen in general, like, my screen time saver has gone down, like, 70%. And it feels so nice. It yeah. Feels so nice. That's good. I know you, you talked about that a few episodes ago. And that was really inspiring, like... I got that app with the tree. Haven't used it yet, but I downloaded it. And that's all that matters. I also forget what it's called, so get back to me later. But I definitely think that everyone should make a conscious effort to minimize their social media footprint. Because even if you don't, like, even if you're sitting there like, oh, this isn't affecting me like that, try a few days off of it, and I swear you'll see a huge difference. So just, like, I think being attached to social media just makes you become more in tune with the real world. And that's just so nice. It's also crazy because social media provides 
it, it gives a lot of people like their news, which is interesting to me because I'm always that girl. Like I've been this girl since like high school who always got their breaking news from like CNN, Fox, NBC, like alerts on my laptop. So like that's where I primarily get my news. And then I downloaded Twitter. <laughs> and then I was like, this is where I find out like the queen died or something like that. We did, So we recorded the beginning of this episode like a few days ago when Cindy was saying like, oh, the queen is being kept comfortable. And she was... We, we didn't, at least we didn't receive news that she was dead yet. And now, obviously, we are in a time where we all know that, unfortunately, the Queen of England has died. It's so funny to me, not their death, but it's so funny how literally every single brand that I've ever heard of in my life is, like, releasing a statement. But it's, like, funny brands. It's, like, High Noon, like, released a statement, like, we are devastated. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Twitter was literally so mean oh, uh, the yeah. day that Queen was. I mean, Twitter's, Twitter's always bad, but, like, mm-hmm. especially, like, times things are supposed to be serious. And I just observe quietly. It's funny, though. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I never, like, post things like that, but I'm scrolling, and sometimes I, like, burst out laughing, and I'm like, I'm going to hell. Speaking of hell, I saw this one tweet that was, like, Princess Diana's, like, waiting at the gates of hell with, like, an Aperol spritz in her hand, like, mm welcome <laughs> I don't think anybody's not does anyone like hate Princess Diana some people do really why yeah people that are like strict royalists because oh. she was out so, so much outside of the norm of like what you expect from same reason people don't like Meghan Markle ask someone don't like Meghan Markle and they cannot tell you anything besides I'm racist and they'll try to cover it up like with blanket statements they'll be like she's she, she's from America and everyone's like what and also it's like why do you care they yeah. don't have any political power whatsoever they're literally just like Stand, what's it called? Standing heads? Mm-hmm. Figures, standing heads, figures, whatever. To the point of, like, they have no power whatsoever. So why do you care? Um, there's a trend that's going on recently where it's, like, people care so much about stuff that literally does not involve them, and it's none of their business. Like, the whole argument... That's what I find, like, a huge argument with, like, the LGBTQ community. Like, people who are so adamant against, like, people with the signs, those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you care? How does this affect you? You got up on 6 a.m. on a Saturday to come to this place and hold up a sign so you're going to burn in hell because you're gay. I was like... Why is it your business? The thing is, like, they, like, literally went on Photoshop and they're like, hey, add one more flame to this side. Should make burn, like, a little bit, like, thicker? Should be bold or italicized? (laughs) And, like, that to me is embarrassing. I know. It's always, like, you will in Times New Roman 12 and then burn in big... Helvetica bolded font and it's the funniest thing to me like that okay it's no it's not funny that people think like that but the signs like someone really had to sit there on Canva and be like <laughs> I'm just a very big proponent of minding your own business yeah like if it doesn't concern you leave it alone you'll be okay mm-hmm. I'm telling you maintain your peace like keep it to yourself things will be if everyone did that we'd have no war we wouldn't we would have no war war peace right there boom when I like I said earlier when I become um first lady and I create my code of culture number two is minding your own business that's culture yes minding your own business is culture keep to yourself mm, that's culture <laughs> there's that one tweet and it sends me every time I see someone quote tweet it I forgot what senator it was or like representative and they tweeted it was also obviously like they're on the conservative side of the spectrum and they were like there's no pronouns in the constitution the first word we the people we we the people we <laughs> We is a pronoun. I remember that TikTok. I never laughed so hard in my life. 
No, the woman who tweeted it originally, I've never seen funnier retweets in my life. That's the one thing about TikTok is, like, something will blow up on Twitter and, like, be big on Twitter for, like, Twitter has, like, a fame capacity of two hours. And then somebody will put their face on the screen with a tweet behind them, and like, then oh, that'll like, get, like, like two million. weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah And I'm yeah. like, okay, you did absolutely no work for this whatsoever. You did that one time. I did do that, one, did time. that one time. I did that two years ago when someone was saying, this is... It was actually really offensive, so I'm not going to say it here. But it was it's offensive to, like, conservatives, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But Okay, no. Her name is Laverne Spicer. She literally tweeted, there are no pronouns in the Constitution. What? And she also didn't delete it. I'm sorry. The FBI could not make me keep that up. Like, the way I would delete that immediately. Also, somebody, like, didn't... They didn't, like, put their face in it with the tweet behind it on TikTok. They made an entire video... Like, based off of that tweet, and they were like, you know what, she's right, because if you, and they went, this is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. They went line by line, sending through the Constitution, being like, there are no pronouns. There's no pronouns here, 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 and here's why. And it was so dumb, because there are clearly, literally, pronouns in everything. No, it's, no, it's the first word. It's the first word. And it's, someone, it's the first word. Someone, like, stitched that video, and was like, there's a pronoun in every single line, it was like a grammar teacher. Isn't that so stupid? And like the first, like when people started like roasting her, her reply was like, um, okay, haters. Uh, it's not even about, it's about the fact that you cannot read. Literally. That is so fun. The fact that a, the fact that like a sixth grade grammar teacher had to stitch your TikTok and be like, do you know what a pronoun is? And it was so embarrassing. They did like a whole grammar tree too. Oh, grammar trees. Do you remember those? Why is like everything in like pop culture right now about reading? Like the whole joke about, um, what's her name? Liam Michelle not being able to read. That joke has been going on for, like, five years. They beat that to death. Also, it's kind of offensive because, like, she's not literate. But I just don't understand. Like, people, that joke has been going on since, like, the first season of Glee. Like, I don't know, I don't know how this woman has not, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> people like, are taking that joke way too far, I feel like. There's, like, th- like conspiracy threads on Twitter with, like, 50 videos. And, like, these are all proving. And I'm, like... Even if it was true, like, why does everyone care so much? I don't know why I'm on teacher talk, but some kindergarten teacher, a kindergarten teacher, who said that she was, like, a reading specialist, like, she was the one who, like, she w- she does private lessons with kids who have trouble with, like, reading and writing comprehension, and she stitched a video with Leah Michelle, and she was like, this girl can't read, and here's why, and gave, like, a 95 theses, and I'm like, what? See, I'm, I'm on the side of kindergarten TikTok, where just them drawing, like, the lesson plans and, like, drawing the, like, cartoon, like, frogs. I don't know, it's calming. I'm on that TikTok and Trader Joe sign TikTok. At least I can drag the signs. It's like blueberries on sale. I love those people because they're so into their work with the calligraphy and it's literally just blueberries are $5. It's like, it's impossible to have drama. <laughs> Except for it's like, this one sign lady like copied my blueberries and I'm like, oh, tea. Your TikTok is very like, in the scope of things, drama free. Your it's TikTok- extremely curated to not annoy me. Your TikTok is three things. It's Trader Joe signs- Babies. Small little cute babies with big old cheeks. Yeah. And then like hot men. <laughs> yeah, no, precisely. I use that lawyers. non-interested button. I'm its biggest fan. I, if I, nope, I'm clicking it. Yeah. I'm clicking it. Absolutely no way. If your best friend trio doesn't have one person who loves to block everyone and one person who's the biggest fan of the not interested button, you're not best friends. No, Sarah Louie blocks everyone. I do. <laughs> I probably have blocked maybe two people my entire life. Yeah. Okay, this is why I block people, because people are so annoying. Like, I post a video about my favorite date spots in New York, and someone will comment and be like, these are the worst spots ever, your taste is disgusting. Something so offensive, or like, that's not even offensive, that's like so personal. <laughs> you, you, you don't even know like, about you my could, taste. You could just scroll. Like, right. Yeah, you took time out of your day to type that, I don't know. Like, I understand why some people get hate, but 
in this case, it's an innocent difference of opinion. You don't have to be mean. And like, those are the people I block. Because what they really want, what I've learned, is what these people really want out of you is a reaction. Like, they want you to respond. They want you to get angry. And sometimes I do. I have to admit, like, I give in sometimes. But then the people who are just, like, unnecessarily mean, literally for no reason, I'm like, you are just bored. You have nothing better to do with your time. So, like, I'm going to block you. See, like, I don't, even, I don't know what it is about my settings. I don't see comments in my videos. So, like, I'll go look at a video from, like, six months ago and i'll see the comments the first time i'm like oh okay <laughs> i don't know because I, I think you said once that like the comments were almost like better than the videos on like tiktok no they are no yeah. i go for the comments <laughs> no stop no nothing is worse when you're like i'm gonna go check the comments like i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna say anything mean i'm just gonna go check the comments and, and then, then the say first what comment you're thinking. is like phew i ran to these comments yes and then when they say what you're thinking i'm like i'm glad someone did the labor for me and i'm just gonna keep scrolling now I don't even like it. I'm just like, I'm glad that it was put out there into the world. Yeah. There are some creators who, like, purposely post videos to be made fun of. And, like, people will make fun of them. And then somebody gets mad at, like, the commenters for making fun of them. And the creator makes a video, like, you're supposed to laugh at me. Like, I get joy from this. And I feel like I can really relate to that. Because sometimes I just say things for the vibe. I say things for the entertainment. I say things for the drama. On Guys, my mom left today. I went to a comedy show last night with her, and it was so funny because the host of the comedy show saw us. We were sitting in the front row, so the line of fire, obviously, if you've ever been to a comedy show. And the host was like, looked at my mom, was like, you're the mom, aren't you? She was like, yeah. My mom's so shy, you guys. It's so cute. She was like, yes. And the hostess was like, mommy. And she was like, <laughs> she started crying. Oh, my God. You don't know my mom. She is a 50-year-old woman, shyer than God. Like, she is so shy. And she oh. was so embarrassed. She started, like, crying with tears of joy. I feel like it's every comedian's dream to have you and your mom in their, uh... They give us free tickets after the show. Because they said, like, you're the best audience members. Because you guys laugh at everything. <laughs> but then, a comic got on stage, and they were like, I'm going to need this table to tone it down four notches. And we were like, do you not want us to laugh at you? Like, we're not throwing things at you, like, dying, laughing, spitting at you, heckling you. We're, like, just laughing at your jokes. What do you want us to do? No, there was that one time I went to a comedy show, and you were laughing the entire time. Like I was like, yeah, that wasn't even that funny. <laughs> like, I'm so dead. But that's what I, I like, you know? If I can just give you new material, that's what I like to do, you know? Because I'm not the funny one. So if I can, like, support the funny people, I feel like that's a service. <laughs> like, it feeds the soul. It's really, it's chicken soup for the soul. I've never, that, isn't that like a book? Yeah. Yeah. Did you read those? Did your mom get you those? Girl. When you were younger? I'm like, no. My mom got me every <laughs> copy. I feel like that's something your mom would do, though. My mom actually got me every copy. Chicken. It was like... This one time, I saved a golden retriever from a tree. I'm like, oh, okay. You know that they said that title out loud, and you're like, yo, that eight. Yeah, They're yeah. like, wait, that eight? They've they used the same title for the same book for, like, 30 years. No, they were in the meeting room, and they were like, something for the soul. Some, Are we feeding the soul? Is it soup? Is, is it, it nourishing and warm? Is it tomato soup? No. What is about it, tomato bisque? No. no. Chicken. Chicken. Chicken noodle wait, soup. Chicken, wait, chicken, chicken soup, soup for the, the soul. soul. <laughs> and they're like, wait, that eight. Yep. Thanks for dealing with us. This is definitely one of those episodes where you go, it's, it's like a ping pong challenge. Or no, not ping pong. What's that game at an arcade? You know what I'm talking about. Pac-Man? No. <laughs> what? No. Hot ice air hockey? No. <laughs> the one where you go, and the ball's like. It's not ping pong. It's. Ping pong's playing on a table. No, it's not ping. That's exactly. It's not ping pong. It's like in a glass case. Pin pinball? Yeah. Yeah. Pinball. Pinball. This episode is one giant game of pinball, and the fact that it took us five minutes to figure out the word pinball is a perfect representation yeah. of this episode. Do you know that pinball was illegal in America for like a very long time? Did you just look it up? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Um, why? 
because it promoted criminality and juvenile delinquency and bad morality. Arcade games were seen, like, if you went to an arcade to play arcade games, you were seen as, like, a juvenile delinquent. If they saw saw video games where they'd keel over. Yeah, like uh, GTA or Fortnite even. They'd be like... (gasps) Literally any of them. (laughs) Rolling up from their grave. I feel like men don't get enough, like, like, like crap for playing video games they really should like why are you sitting in front of a tv playing with like a little like animatron character like, i think women that play video games are cool that's it <laughs> i think for women who do weird. anything are cool yeah for men it's weird that's it i feel like if you're a dude and you play video games and you get mad at women for like spending money on makeup you have some thinking to do you have some real reflecting to do wait please listen to this while law enforcement and civic groups looked askance at pinball for its gambling connections, churches and school boards also argued that it corrupted the morals of America's children by encouraging them to steal coins, skip school or to play, and even go hungry by wasting money on a frivolous pursuit. It is go a, hungry? It is a ball in the line. Also, arcade games in like the 70s were like five cents. Well, how are you going hungry? Not arcade games, specifically pinball. <laughs> Like, none of the other ones, just pinball. That is so funny. What was, the, like, the first arcade game? I, I used to know it because I took a video game class senior year, which is so random. I've literally never played a video game in my life. I remember I like, she told me that, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it was, like, it was like Space Alien or, like, Space Disaster or something. Space Ranger or something Space like that. Ranger. Look it up. What was the first video game? I think that, like, the video game, like... Space Invaders. Industry culture is cool, like, in terms of its, like, origins and things like that. But then, it, of course, America does what America does and makes it weird. There's, like, a whole weird thing in pop culture right now that's, like, fetishizing women who play video games. Like, the people with the cat ears and the long pink hair and, like, stockings. Hentai? No. Internet? No, no, no. Like, the girls who play, like, the real-life girls who play video games. Oh, right Twitch? No. Twitch well, is that like, too. I don't understand what Twitch. Twitch is. Is it, yeah. like, an app or is it, like, a dot .com? I just don't understand the joy of watching other people play video games. That's, like, that thing where, like... My little brother likes to watch videos of kids opening toys. That is so funny. All right, y'all. Oh, we're still recording? <laughs> yeah. We were just talking. <laughs> no, we didn't say bye yet. So thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry we were all over the place, but if you want to listen to more content, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and iHeart. And if you think that the rest of our episodes are more carefully curated than this, you're in for a rude awakening. Also follow us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok. We love you guys as always. If you want an episode topic requested, just DM us. All right, y'all, bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.